if we are going to be the utensils that God uses to catch men and women with the gospel of Jesus Christ, we need to be vessels that are washed. You and I need to be washed daily with the Word of God in our lives to be tools and vessels used by God. It's your life quest You've been looking for a home you haven't seen yet Oh It's your life quest You've been looking for a hope you haven't found yet Oh Hello and welcome to Life Quest a verse-by-verse -verse exploration of the entire Bible to discover real life God's way. LifeQuest is a radio ministry of Alpine Christian Fellowship in Alpine, California, featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Sherwood Patterson. On today's program, we'll be looking at Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Here we see Jesus call Peter to be a disciple, and we too are challenged to follow Jesus and perhaps to put out a little offshore or maybe even to launch out into the deep. We're going to hear some excuses from Peter that are very much like our own, but in spite of his excuses, Peter nevertheless took that step of faith and launched out to follow Christ. So now, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 5, and let's study God's Word with Pastor Sherwood. Verse 1 of chapter 5. So it was as a multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats standing there by the lakeside, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Really, this is going to be the bulk of our message today, looking at the purpose of Peter. Right? And Jesus had a purpose for Peter in calling Peter to serve Jesus in his mission and in his ministry. And let's just kind of draw out a few things. We'll look at a few words here. Fishermen, right? Fishermen. Jesus uses this metaphor for fishing as a way to illustrate to his disciples the nature of their ministry, right? You know, Jesus is going to, I'm kind of going to give away, the, give away the ending. This is going to be a spoiler alert for you. But Jesus uses fishermen and the idea of fishing as a way to say, you know what, this activity that you're involved with, with casting nets, with catching fish, is an illustration for how I want you to catch men. How I want you to be a fisher of people. How I'm calling you as an instrument, as a tool in God's hand to be the net that captures people with the gospel. He's calling you and I into that work and into that ministry. And He's using this cool interaction with Peter as a fisherman to call him. And I want to kind of bring out a few things for us, okay? And fishermen, you know what? They were not the most eloquent. They were not the most talented in religious things. They were not the most educated they were not the most admired in culture at that time. And it was Jesus' purpose to take people who would not be those who would be expected to make great impact for God and to teach them, train them, to equip them, to draw them to Himself, to fill them with His Spirit, 
to empower them and to send them out as his ambassadors to further his mission. Now, I like that because that puts me in good company because I'm not the greatest. You're not the greatest. Average people. But God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He uses clay pot and vessels like you and me to fill with his glory so that when God does use us, people can say, you know what, it's not him. It's not her. It's God working through them. And so we have these fishermen, Jesus walking along the Sea of Galilee, and these fishermen are washing their nets. Let's take, talk a little bit about washing nets, right? So the nets were the most important gear for catching fish. Now, maybe nowadays, you know, we don't necessarily use nets. We use rods and lines and lures and things like that. I know I might be talking foreign language to some of you, but gentlemen, I know who you are. We're right on key, right? Now, we might use a net once we get that fish close so it doesn't get away. But the fishermen in these days use nets. And in order for these nets, that was the tool for fishermen. In order for these nets to be useful, to be used over and over in a repeated time, on a daily basis, these nets needed to be washed with fresh water to prevent them from rotting, drying out, or becoming brittle. So they were washed with water, and they were also stretched, brought back into the size and stretched in order to be useful. That's what the fishermen did with their nets after going out every single time. Now, I just kind of want to draw out a principle for us in ministry as we're looking at Jesus' mission and how that applies to us in our lives and our church. Look, guys, if we are going to be tools, if we are going to be the utensils that God uses to catch men and women with the gospel of Jesus Christ, we need to be vessels that are washed. The Bible says that we should be washed with the water of God's word. You and I need to be washed daily with the word of God in our lives to be tools and vessels used by God. Not only washed, but stretched. You ever been stretched? I mean, maybe, maybe in a spiritual sense, in a metaphorical sense, the stretching of our faith, right? God calling us to do things that we might not be comfortable with. We hear this voice in the back of our mind, I want you to serve in children's ministry. You're like, that is of the devil. No! I will never! I cannot! Children's ministry, no way! Right? I, maybe it's not children's ministry for you. Maybe it's something else. God speaking to you, calling you to do something, a stretching, or, or, or even as you interact, as you are being washed with God's word. God is showing things in your heart. It's a stretching of your faith. You're trusting Him. It's not comfortable. God uses instruments that are washed and that are stretched. So it's okay. It's okay to be stretched. It's okay to step out and say, you know what? I don't feel ready for this. I don't feel like I can do this. But I'm going to allow you, God, to stretch me in this area of my life. I know that's just kind of a principle there that we can draw out. But these fishermen are, are there washing the nets. The instrument that they use to catch fish is the same instrument that God uses. It will be washed and stretched in our faith and maturity in Christ so that we won't become rotted and brittle. It's encouragement for us. And notice as they're washing their nets, then Jesus got into the boats, verse 3, which was Simon's, and asked to, to put out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. He's teaching 
the people from the boat. It's this natural amphitheater. All these crowds are pressing in on Jesus. He's losing any space he has to stand and walk. He gets into a boat and he's pushed out. Here he is preaching to all of these people. He's teaching them the Word of God. And then after he teaches the Word of God, verse 4, he says, he says to Peter, after he'd stopped speaking, he says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. There is so much going on here. I wish we had tons of time to talk about this, but we don't. But let me just say this. You know, sometimes Jesus doesn't ask to get into our boat. He just sits down, looks at us, Wonders what's our response going to be. Notice he didn't ask to get in the boat, but he asked participation of Peter to thrust out a little, right? So he gets in this boat, and Peter is in the boat with him. Jesus asks Peter to thrust it out a little. Notice these words. Just push out a little bit. And begins to teach. Peter is with Jesus in the boat, listening to the teachings of Jesus. He is attentive to His Word. And after, after attentive, be, being attentive to His Word, then Jesus says, now we'll do this. Launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Let me just say a few things about this. Um, <clears throat> sometimes, as I mentioned, Jesus doesn't ask. Sometimes He just sits in, kind of sits down in our life. And he doesn't focus, um, does not, it's, it's not for us to focus necessarily on what God is doing because he's right there with us. He's un, he wants to see if we're willing to serve him. And let me just say a few things about putting out a little and launching into the deep. Notice the, notice the, the words that are being used there. Put out a little and launch into the deep. And and I think sometimes Jesus wants us to just spend time with Him. Be in the boat. Listen to His Word. Hear from Him. Just, just launch out a little bit. Be with Him. Hear from Him. And, and after we hear from Him, after we spent time listening to Him, then He turns to us and says, you know what? I want you to launch out into the deep. Go deep with Jesus. Right? And, and I wonder if maybe we're, we're in one of those areas in our lives. And, and I would suggest to us that, you know what, we can't do one without the other. Because we see Peter sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to his word, setting out just a little bit. You know, the Bible talks about being faithful in the little things we can be trusted with much. And Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10 says, do not despise the day of small things. There are little things that God is asking us to be faithful in. Would you just put out a little bit with Jesus? Would you just listen to His Word? Would you just spend time with Him? Don't despise those times of small things. Don't take for granted the little things that God is asking you to be faithful in, in your life. Because when we are faithful in those things, Jesus is going to turn around and say to us, I want you to launch out into the deep. I want you to just step out and take a deep, deep step with me. You know, see, Peter, was att Peter attended to Jesus in his preaching. Now Jesus is going to accompany Peter in his fishing, right? 
He says, you know what, Jesus, use my boat. Go ahead, use my boat. I'll be there with you. I'll attend to your ministry. And now Jesus is going to um, accompany him in his fishing. And as he was listening to his teaching, Jesus now is going to return the favor. Jesus will launch out with Peter into the deep. Let me just suggest this. Those that are constant followers of Jesus will have Jesus as a constant guide in life. I believe that Jesus is calling us as a church to launch out into the deep. We're going to be launched into the deep to take bold steps of faith. And maybe you're inclined to do that. Maybe you desire to do that. Maybe you're like, yes, Lord, I just want to launch out into the deep. I just want to do great things for you. I just want to be used by God. Maybe that's your heart. Maybe you desire that so greatly. Let me encourage you. Don't neglect launching out little with Jesus, okay? Because you need that part in your life as well. You need to be hearing. You need to be listening. You need to be faithful in the little things. And maybe it's the opposite way around. Maybe you're fearful of launching out. Maybe you're fearful of stepping out by faith and saying, God, use me. God, use me to open up my home for a home Bible study. God, use me in, in, in a form of teaching capacity because you've given me the gift of teaching. God, use me in the children's ministry. God, use me in outreach. God, God use me uh, to go on a mission trip. Right? Maybe you're, you're fearful of, of launching out and, and, and you're just sticking close to the shore. You're in the boat. You're sticking close. You're hearing Jesus, but now he's encouraging you. You know what? I want you to launch out. I want you to launch out. And when Jesus said, I want you to launch out, Peter responds with excuses. Notice this. Look at verse 5. But Simon Peter answered and said to him, Master, which means rabbi or teacher or religious leader and ruler. We respect you as one who has authority in religious things. We have toiled all night and have caught nothing. We've toiled all night and have caught nothing. Let's look at a few excuses of Peter. Some things he could have easily said to Jesus. Jesus, I respect you as a good teacher. Jesus, I respect you as... Uh, a religious ruler, but you know what? When it comes to fishing, we kind of got this. Right? I mean, you're a carpenter. I get it. You can make me something out of wood, but this is our profession. I got th This is what we do. Right? I mean, maybe excuse right there. He even mentions, I'm too tired. I know a lot more about this than you do, Jesus. You know what, Jesus? The best fishing is at night. Look, we've been fishing all night. We go out at night. That's what fishermen do. Do you want me to launch out into the deep and catch fish? Well, that's, it's not the right time. You know what? You, we got all these people around. You've been preaching really loud. I don't know if you've ever gone fishing, but fishermen are pretty quiet guys. Or girls. We don't want to startle the fish. We don't want to rush, you know, scare them off. We got all of these people, the crowds, we got the boat going on, we got people yelling, Jesus preaching at the top of his lungs. Jesus, it's not the right time. The fish are gone. I wonder what excuses we could give <laughs> to Jesus if and when he were to say, you know what? 
You've been with me in the boat just a little offshore for a while now. I want you to launch out into the deep. Oh, but Jesus, I don't think I'm ready. Jesus, I haven't been trained. or I don't know what to say. or I'm a little bit afraid. And Those excuses. You know, sometimes Jesus will ask us to do something when we feel the most discouraged and tired. And I found in those times, God's glory is displayed the most greatest in our lives. Because it's not our ability. It's not our strength. It's Him working through us. I wonder if there is something that Jesus has been directing you in, is directing you in, or will be directing you in, that doesn't quite seem to make sense that does not compute with the way that you're considering the circumstances, he's saying, trust me, launch out, take a step. You know, I think it, we must, um, you know, when we serve God um, in ministry, you know, serving the Lord, it's a, it's a very difficult and hard labor and toil for the work and the kingdom of God, but I think we're encouraged not to give up. When God directs us, when God leads us, when God gives us His word to launch out, maybe that's a word for you today. Launch out. Take that step. Trust Him. Do those things that, that, that don't quite seem to make sense, but you're willing to trust Him in. So He says to Him, Launch out. And he says, you know what? We've been toiling. We've caught nothing. Look at this word. Look at this word, nevertheless. I love this word. Peter had excuses. But those excuses did not keep him from obeying Jesus' direction. He says, nevertheless. Nevertheless. I, just, I pray that would be my response our response, your response, in fear, um, in wondering, well, you know what? I, I, I don't think I'm ready to launch out to do this thing that you're calling me to do. Nevertheless, nevertheless what? At your word. At your word. Some great things, some wonderful points. You know what? In spite of all these things that seem to contradict with what with what you are saying, Jesus, to me in my life, despite all of these things, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to step out. I'm going to follow you. And it's always according to His Word. We cannot detour or deviate from His Word. We see that success, success in God's eyes, great success and fruitfulness in our lives is a result of following the guidance of Jesus' Word. Always following His Word. Um, you know what? If God's Word says it, then I want to do it. Right? If God's Word says it, then our church will do it. Right? According to His Word. According to His Word. Nevertheless, God, I will trust You. Nevertheless, despite all the, the rationalization in my mind to say, you know what? I don't need to do this. It doesn't make sense. The fish are gone. Taking that step, it doesn't make sense. At your word, are we hearing God's word? 
Whatever that is, whatever he's speaking to you. And it's amazing to see Peter's response after this great harvest. They do this. It says, nevertheless, at your word, I will do this. I will follow. I will obey you. And they go out. They let down the nets in the midst of circumstances that are not good for catching fish. Absolutely not good. And they catch all these great, this great catch of fish. The nets are even breaking because there's so many people. He calls to the partners and the people who are there. They come and help and, 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 and they're beginning to sink because all of the fish, the wonderful great success in following the word of God. Verse 18, look at, look at, look at Peter's response when Simon Peter saw it. These three things I want you to just kind of focus in on. Three things here is that Peter fell down. Later on we see in verse 11, uh, he forsook all and he followed him. He fell down. Look at verse 8. He fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man. It's interesting. <laughs> this response of Peter, he's humbled at the idea that he thought that he knew more than Jesus did in even what he knew best in life. He's humbled. The greatest form of service to God is worship. Falling down, you know what? It's the humility before God and Jesus to say, you know what, Peter confessed his sin. He didn't thank God for the great catch. Oftentimes we go back and say, God, thank you for, for, for using me in this way. Yes, we need to be grateful for that. Thank you for doing these great things. Thank you for just these wonderful things that you've done. I think Peter's example here is for us to remember that apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. He falls down and worships Him. He's not thanking Him for the great fish. He's not capitalizing um, and, and taking the, food, you know, the fish and going to the market and, and making a buck, right? He's just saying, forget the fish. Forget the catch. Forget anything. And worship Jesus. I fall down and I worship you. A person used by God is one who understands their great need for God and their inadequacies apart from Him. It's all about grace. It's God's grace. It's His grace in our lives. That's the response. For any, any time that we would be used by the Lord, any time we would step out in faith, it's not, wow, God, you used me, that's so awesome, but, oh God, you are so awesome. We're not following a person. We're not following a vision. We're not following a plan. We're not following an agenda. We're following Jesus. I think that's what we are encouraged and reminded of in this story. This great story and picture, as we look at the glimpse, this conversation that Jesus has in calling Peter, James, and John, this profession of fishing. You see, He calls them to catch men. And in His profession as a fisherman, He caught live fish that became dead. But as a, as a fisher of men, he caught dead men that would become alive. You ever notice that? A fisherman would catch live fish that would die. Those who served Jesus in catching men with the gospel net 
would catch dead men in their sin and made live in Christ. This was, this was what was at stake. This was what they were being called to. And they just said, you know what? We just forsake all. And it's interesting, if you look at the Gospels, and you see in John chapter 1 and Matthew chapter 4, this is actually the third encounter that Jesus has uh, with Peter. In John chapter 1, the disciples of John the Baptist you know, John the Baptist is saying, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. And Peter is introduced to Jesus in this way. As the disciples of, of John the Baptist would go to him and say, Hey, look, we found the Messiah. Come take a look. And, and, and Peter has his first encounter with, uh, with Jesus. But he doesn't follow him immediately. He goes back to fishing. Jesus is walking again in Matthew chapter 4 along the Sea of Galilee and He encounters Peter. They're fishing in the boat. He says, come follow me. He gets out of the boat. He falls on Him. Kind of involves Himself in some of the ministry. But He goes back to fishing. And here in Luke chapter 5, we see ultimately this third time Jesus calls Him. Jesus forsakes all. And I wonder, maybe there's been a period of time of God calling you. Maybe you've had an encounter with Jesus a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. And someone said, you know what, Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is the Son of God, you should give your life to Jesus. And you considered it, but you didn't forsake all and trust your heart to Him. And maybe a year or so went by, months went by, and you, you had another encounter. Jesus, you know, maybe it was something you heard on the radio, maybe, maybe it was something a friend told you, maybe you were invited to a church service at Christmas time. And you were heard and you said, you know what, I, I, I'm a little bit more interested. What is Jesus all about? But you didn't forsake all and follow. Maybe you're here today. Jesus is calling you a third time. He's saying, you know what, I love you. I have a plan, I have a purpose for your life. You've heard about me in the past. You, you've been around a bit. I want you to follow me with your whole heart. All of us are called to follow Jesus. We've learned about Peter's response. Now we must decide our response. If you want to talk with someone about spiritual issues right now, you can call 619-561-4777. That's 619-561-4777. LifeQuest is produced and sponsored by Alpine Christian Fellowship. We're located in Alpine, California, just off Interstate 8 Freeway at the Harbison Canyon Dunbar Exit. You can see the tall white cross from the freeway. Join us Sunday at 9 a.m. for a time of prayer, followed by our worship service at 10 a.m. Bring the whole family because children's ministry is also at 10. Join us next time on this station for another LifeQuest teaching program, where we look at real life God's way. Life way.